0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. Let's just cut to the chase and start the final chapter of Little Jimmy's Turtle. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and horror. (laughs) Little Jimmy arrived early Friday afternoon. The little suitcase in his hand running up the sidewalk to hug very tightly his mom and dad. The rest of the day was laughter, games, singing, and playing the piano, which, by the way, had not been played for quite a while. The next morning's breakfast consisted of pancakes, potatoes, and chocolate milk. Television watching was carried out until the evening of a Saturday night. There was a bang at the door, and the doorbell was being repeatedly pushed, The dad opened the door and in stormed the bully's father, brandishing a pistol. He pointed it at dad and asked where little Jimmy was. Dad yelled at him to get out of the house. He pistol-whipped the dad, cutting and dazing him, then walked past him. He found mom and little Jimmy sitting on the couch watching a movie. After kicking the television and sending sparks throughout the living room, He yelled at the mum, saying he wanted little Jimmy and the turtle. He pulled Jimmy from his mum's arms, threatening to shoot her if she did not let go. He then pushed Jimmy, telling him to go and get his turtle. Little Jimmy ran up the stairs and got Harry and ran back down. The bully's dad grabbed him and told the mum that if they called the police, he would shoot little Jimmy. He grabbed little Jimmy by the hand and roughly pulled him to the already open door. They went through and disappeared. The father pulled out the card that the detective had given him and dialed him right away. After a few rings, the detective answered his cell phone. The dad quickly and urgently told him that the dead boy's father had taken little Jimmy. The detective asked if he said where they were going. The dad said no. The detective told the dad that he will put out an APB for both Jimmy and his abductor. After hanging up, he called his dispatch and gave a quick explanation. With the utmost urgency, he left, got into his vehicle, lights and sirens, and headed to the quarry, which is where he thinks they went. A crack of thunder took place, splitting open the sky rain started to fall as if someone was pouring buckets of water from above the detective took the path and walked gun drawn to the hole in the fence he went through and came upon jimmy and the dead boy's father standing where the bully must have fallen the bully's father was holding a gun to jimmy's head yelling at him to tell the truth jimmy had his hands over his ears as if he was trying not to hear anything yelling back that he was the bully's father had harry in his other hand and put the gun to harry's head yelling at jimmy that he will kill harry instead lightning filled the sky the rain unmerciful pounding everything and everyone the detective with his gun aimed yelled at the bully's father to drop his gun both jimmy and his abductor looked at the detective The bully's father yelled back that he just wants to know what really happened and who killed his son. The detective said that this was not going to bring his son back, adding he should let Jimmy go and put the gun down. It was then that Harry nipped the bully's father's finger, causing him to release them both. Jimmy ran to the detective and Harry was dropped to the ground. Shielding Jimmy from his abductor, he yelled again to the bully's father to drop the gun. Instead, the bully's father raised his as if to shoot. Having no choice, the detective fired two shots, both hitting the bully's father in the chest, driving him backward over the edge of the quarry. Sirens could faintly be heard over the storm. Covered with blankets for warmth and sheltered from the rain, the detective and Jimmy sat inside a paramedic unit in silence. Eventually, the detective was able to take Jimmy home. Jimmy's parents were waiting outside and welcomed both Jimmy and the detective with hugs. Once inside, Jimmy and his mom went upstairs to change him into dry clothes. The dad offered the detective a drink of his finest scotch, which, even though he really would have liked to have had one, declined the offer and asked if he could use their bathroom. The dad replied, of course, and directed him upstairs to where the bathroom was. After splashing some water on his face, the detective started heading back down the hall to the stairs, walking past Jimmy's bedroom door, which was slightly ajar. The mum was helping Jimmy change his clothes and talking to him about how much he was loved which brought a smile to the detective's face, and then she said something that made him pause and listen. She was telling Jimmy that it was not his fault that the detective had to shoot the bully's dad. She continued, saying that she was sorry that she was not there to protect him like she did the other times. But the bully's dad had it coming to him, just like the bully, like father, like son... They both deserved what they got. Unexpectedly, the bedroom door opened, surprising the detective. The mom looked at him and asked if he needed anything. He replied that he just used the bathroom and was heading back downstairs. She looked at him, and the detective could see that she was wondering if he overheard what was being said to Jimmy. She smiled and told them that they would be right down. The detective headed downstairs, put his jacket on, thanked the dad for the drink offer, and left before Jimmy and his mom came downstairs. Heading back to the station, the detective pulled up the surveillance footage from the school the day of the bully's death. Going through it, almost frame by frame, he was looking for something, but he was not sure what Slowly moving forward through the recording he found what he was looking for. In the distance he noticed someone watching Jimmy and the bully when they had their interaction. Zooming in on that person he realized that it was Jimmy's mom. He went back to the school and asked the principal if they kept Records of any accidents or incidents of children getting hurt, say within the last four years. The principal said they do keep records, but it would take a day to gather them all and make copies. He then asked the detective what exactly he was looking for. The detective told him he was working on another possible theory. The principal asked if it had anything to do with the death of the young boy and that he thought the death had been attributed to little Jimmy. The detective said, Nothing has been ruled out yet, and he was checking into something else entirely. When the bully's father's body was recovered, he was still holding the gun, which turned out to be fake. It was standard protocol for a police shooting to be investigated. Even though the detective was exonerated and the shooting was justified, he felt remorse that two people had died and there was nothing he could do to bring the guilty to justice. After receiving copies of the incident reports, the detective went through them and discovered that prior to Jimmy's attendance at the school, there were almost no incidents at all, but substantially rose when he started attending, with no indication as to why. Two children falling off the slide, one breaking an arm, the other a wrist. A chain on a swing coming apart, and the little girl on it hitting one of the metal legs and breaking some teeth. Another, fingers caught in a school entrance door, severing the tips of three fingers. The list went on. The worst one of all being a little innocent eight-year-old boy to spend who knows how long in a facility, prodded and examined, perhaps for the rest of his life. The detective had no proof, no evidence, just a sick feeling in his stomach. He knew who the monster really was. It was a beautiful night for a fire. The last night before little Jimmy was to leave indefinitely. Dad was setting up the chairs, placing logs and paper in the fire pit. He realized that he did not have any kindling to get it started. He tried using his hatchet on one of the bigger logs, but was not making much headway. Mom and little Jimmy had come outside, Mom carrying a branch. She handed it to Dad and told him to use it. Dad asked her where she got it from. She said she picked it up one day while out for a walk. The branch was covered in what looked like spots of red paint. There was a hole that looked fresh where a piece of it must have broken off. He said it would make great kindling. It was a beautiful fire. On a positive note, little Jimmy was able to take Harry with him.